Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 79. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Kelly Sullins. Kelly is a renowned personal trainer and the owner of Arrowhead Fit Body Bootcamp in Arizona. She has a love for fitness that inspires her to change lives daily. As a female entrepreneur, she's a role model for women, both in fitness and personal achievement. Kelly loves that women are the largest chunk of Fit Body Bootcamp's audience, and she continues to inspire women to take action to make positive changes in their lives. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. So when you first saw the definition of what I think an alpha female is, what did you think of it? And how are you an alpha female? You know, that's so funny that you mentioned that. Um, when you had initially sent that over, um, you know, I, I never really considered myself as an alpha female because I just kind of keep my my head down and, you know, plugging forward and really trying to focus on my clients and making transformations. But, uh, you know, once I, I really started to think about it a little bit more, I really, um, felt as if I embraced that, um, because I've, I've made a lot of sacrifices and changes in my life to, to really help and impact others. So, um, you know, it was really, really awesome to, to feel. Mm. And it's hard because in the definition, like it talks about how, um, we really need to put ourselves first so that we can have energy for everyone around us. So as an entrepreneur, that's like sole job is, you know, personal transformations on the daily basis. Um, that's gotta be so tough to figure out the, the dichotomy. And we don't use the word balance here on the show. So we'll get into your, you know, your work-life harmony, but that's gotta, you know, take up take a toll in terms of figuring out, okay, I want to serve all of these people, but I also need to serve myself. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting in the beginning because I, uh, um, you know, was, was not putting myself first and giving everything to every, everybody else, but needed to really make that, that transition. Mm, yeah. It's okay. Let's get right into it. So, um, what does your work-life harmony look like right now? And when you first started into fitness and launching the franchise, um, was it ever out of whack? And did you like have an aha moment that you're like, no, like I have to, I have to keep taking care of myself. Like I can't be a role model to others if I'm not taking care of me. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. So in the beginning, um, we actually opened our doors last September. Um, and because, as I mentioned, you know, I was so focused on um, other people and, and giving back to the community and, and building, you know, a, a community here. Um, I was I was focusing on everybody else except for myself um, and really ended up running myself into the ground so much so that, uh, as you can probably hear, my voice is a little, little strained, um, but it was even worse. It almost sounded like I was, I was sick to the point of, um, you know, my, my giving back to the community was, was taking a much, much bigger toll than I had anticipated on myself. And, um, the aha moment actually happened when I had a friend of mine out, um, a training friend of mine out, and she was helping me coach a few sessions just to kind of give me a rest. And she gave me that aha moment, um, where I was like, wow, oh my gosh, it's so nice to, take a little bit of a step back and be able to continue to help others, but at the same time, focus on myself. Um, had another aha moment when I spoke with, um, um, another entrepreneur, another fit body bootcamp owner. And, um, you know, in order to be able to focus on the community and impacting lives, I had to focus on myself. And that really wasn't something that I had thought about in my day-to-day habits prior to that. Um, and focus then, on that point, not only on my clients, but also building my program to a way where I was, instead of working in the business on a day-to-day basis, be able to work on the business to allow me to take a step back, work on the processes, solidify everything, and then continue to build the community in a different way. So it was a great opportunity. Mm, Awesome. So um, I'm assuming this answer is going to be very much centered around fitness, but I think I think the listeners also want to get to know you a little bit more. So share, like, what are you most passionate about in life and, like, what is that all-encompassing? You know, that's a good question. Um, I had kind of that, if you want to say that aha moment, um, you know, I had, I had made a transition from the corporate world um, of working in um, IT, and working as a sales manager um, for an IT uh, reseller and had the aha moment. And um, I was training in the evenings and coaching other people and found that my my passion was, was giving back to others in a way that I was impacting lives. Um, you don't exactly impact as many lives um, as, as you do when, you know, you, you help people fit into jeans that they haven't worn since they were in high school or fitting into a wedding dress that they didn't think that they'd be able to fit into or making those alterations. Um, and, uh, you don't get that same satisfaction in in the corporate world. At least I didn't. Um, so my passion is certainly being able to give back and make that, uh, that impact on others because there's really no other else feeling like it. Mm, That's awesome. Okay, so let's get into kind of the nitty gritty of how you take care of yourself. And it also helps entrepreneurs as they, you know, are either already in a business or potentially starting one, see how others take care of themselves. So take us through how you nourish yourself. That's a great question. So I actually do a lot of um, preparedness. Um, So in terms of nourishing myself, I mean, that comes in many different ways, right? Body, mind, your soul, and then the physical aspect of it, such as nourishing your body with the way you eat. Um, So in terms of the way you eat, I prep the majority of the meals for both myself and my husband so that we're prepared on a daily basis because we're at our facility 
you know, almost all day from five o'clock in the morning um, and then all the way into the evenings until about 8 p.m. So if we didn't have that preparedness, um, we wouldn't be able to nourish our bodies to be able to then obviously give back to others, um, practice what you preach in terms of, of that. Are you a, a Sunday night meal prepper? I am a Sunday and Wednesday. Wednesday. Because oh, we, you do twice a yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. My boyfriend and I do Sunday nights. It's such a perfect time. I mean, you might as well throw some chicken breasts on the grill as when you're doing some laundry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has barbecue duty and I do all of our like sides and like steamed vegetables or roasted vegetables. So we've got like a, a good tag team going on. That's so funny. We're the exact same way. I love that. <laughs> um, my grill duty is nowhere near as good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will always burn something. So I'm just like, here, babe, here's the platter of meat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Season it because I don't know what to do with it. It's raw, ready to go. <laughs> um, awesome. I love that you also say that like nourishment is not just food. I love that I just asked this question to my guests. I'm like, how do you nourish yourself? And it always comes back in different ways. And I love when people talk about like, spiritual nourishment or mental nourishment, like getting out, going for a walk in nature or um, just like, uh, you know, reading or stuff like that. So I love that so much more comes up than other than just food. But I know uh, that like food is such an important part of nourishment as well. So I love talking about like everything that it encompasses. And, and that's, that's a good point. We actually held our very first healing hypnotherapy session um, a little over a week ago, and it's almost like yoga for the mind, and it's something that I do separately um, via some podcasts, honestly, um, where it helps to spiritually nourish the body and help you let go of some things that may be holding you down in terms of stress and things like that. So it's really awesome to be able to offer to my, my clients as well. Oh, I love that. Um, that's so cool. And really, like, I think sometimes we um, diminish the fact that a lot of us learn from podcasts, but it's such an like amazing way to get free resources, free education that we can do on our own time um, to really better ourselves. Um, so I, I love that you are a podcast learner, too. Okay, so take us through what is your weekly fitness routine like? Not only working in a gym, but also making sure you get your gym time in. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny because a lot of it, uh, you know, I kind of spread my workout out, right? Because I'm training at the same time and showing exercises, but it's really important for me as well, because even though I may be helping to train other people and I'm still able to get a little bit of exercise in while I'm training, it's not really... Um, working on my physical aspect and working on that release for my muscles. So I try to work out at least at one session per day um, and hopefully four to five times a week where I've got one of my trainers when they train. Um, I, I work out at the same time along with our clients to help give them support and motivation, but also at the same time working on my fitness at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so are you a big fan of bodyweight exercises? Do you lift a lot as well? How, like give us kind of some nuances of your training. I do a lot of combinations. So both strengthening as well as cardio. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I was never a runner. So cardio has never been my favorite, but I'll do it because I know it's <laughs> necessary to a certain extent. Um, but I, my love is really more for, for the strengthening aspect of it, really challenging your muscles, using a lot of free weights, dumbbells, things like that. Um, but it's good to, to really challenge and, um, 
uh, confuse the body with with cardio exercises too. So it's usually a good mixture of both. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it's just like, okay, if you're used to lifting up heavy things and putting back down every single day, the body's like, okay, I got this. Like I know how to do this. But like just giving that variety is so important for like muscle muscle confusion. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And if one one day, what if you have to run, you know, from zombies or something, you know? So you just never know. You really have to get that cardio in. <laughs> I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm absolutely obsessed with zombies, like fully fully getting ready for the apocalypse. And I always talk about the fact that, like, um, that like running is just purely like it's just cardio, so that you can run away from zombies in the future. And I do obstacle course races, so like learning how to jump over walls is exactly like it's pure zombie apocalypse tr- training, like nothing else. <laughs> oh, I I couldn't agree more. I always said initially that I would never run a race or obstacle races, but the only one that I ran, or excuse me, the first one that I ran was a zombie run because I was like I would never run unless somebody was chasing me. That's so funny. And there it was. And that was my incentive. So it was great. (laughs) One of my girls, I I live in um, Ottawa and I just moved here a year ago. And one of the girls that I met and have become friends with, she had never run an obstacle course race. And I've run like over, I don't know, 30. And she's like, do you want to run your first OCR with me? I was like, yes, sure. Like I would love to. And she's like, well, there's a fundraiser for Habitat for Humanity and it's a zombie run. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I was like, okay, now I like get to prove myself. Like, am I actually going to be able to do this? And I had like the filthiest mouth. I was swearing nonstop at the zombies. Like just, I I couldn't control myself. I was terrified. We finished and I was like, that was not like a side of me that I ever want to see again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you know that it's there in the case where (laughs) if there was ever a zombie running after you, hopefully you would scare him away verbally. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So funny. Uh, We're the exact same. It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, my like... My, I guess it's like fight and flight syndrome was like, it was both there, but, but like confused. Like I couldn't pick one. (laughs) Right. Running both, yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So if you've ever built up any stress throughout the day that you aren't getting out through happy workout hormones, what are you doing to like wind down at night? Honestly, that's where my healing hypnotherapy comes in because I do happen to hold a lot of stress and, you know, day-to-day things that come up or, you know, if a, if a trainer is sick or something, you know, and I was planning on doing a nutrition consultation with one of my clients, um, you know, during a session where one of my trainers was training and I couldn't do that anymore, um, I really do try to focus on getting in some mind therapy for myself in the evenings to help let stress go. Um, I've never been a big book reader, to be perfectly honest with you, um, unless it's something that I'm absolutely enamored with. Um, but otherwise, it usually puts me to sleep. So I like to listen to things to help walk me through, walk my mind through how to really relax and and de-stress in that case. And the healing hypnotherapy has really done a lot for me in that regard because it helps to put me to sleep, not tossing and turning, and helps me to really de-stress. Yeah. So let's go into it a little bit more. Do you listen to specific tracks that are for a purpose or are they just general? 
No, they're specific ones for specific purposes. So it's interesting you say that because I'll listen to different ones, kind of depending on how the day went. So I'll listen to ones for success. I'll listen to one for positivity. I'll listen to one for de-stress, relaxation. So it's all just kind of depending on how the day goes and kind of which one I choose to go for because it gives you the positive affirmations um, in a different way depending on which one you you listen to. Mm, I love that. And it sounds like it's very similar to guided meditation in terms of the fact that you can pick guided meditation tracks for, again, certain purposes. Um, And I've had um, different, uh, I guess, exposures online to hypnotherapists as well as just guided meditation experts. And they talk about like meditation is very much in terms of just like witnessing thoughts um, being... Uh, in a calm state of mind, whereas like hypnotherapy, if we were to explain it as like a goal, would you say you understand it to be like more with like, with an actual like purpose in mind, like I am trying to achieve this where achievement really isn't like attached that much to meditation? Most definitely. Yeah. I think it really, you know, it needs to be directed in, in my mind specifically, um, and isn't just, um, general there to, to help you relax. Um, I think of more meditation that way and, you know, kind of put you into more of a, of a calm state, which is great. But, um, you know, my, my mind in, for me works a little bit differently and, and needs to have some sort of direction and release, based on a specific topic. Mm, That's so cool. I've been just this past week, um, really diving into, um, be versus do and that whole mentality. Like I have a very alpha females have a very, um, really high masculine energy. We, we execute things really well. We're task focused. Um, and we are all about getting things done. And I tie a lot of success to achievement And so I've been trying to take a step back and understand that just like being, um, is, is still amazing. And it is something that I need to be okay with. And that's why I joke on this show quite a lot that I have such a hard time with a conscious meditation practice because, um, it's taking out from my action time of the day. And so, um, this past week was the first week that I actually accomplished a seated meditation practice for five, only five minutes, but it was five minutes that I've never done before. So I was super, super proud of myself. Congratulations. Um, right. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, I've been struggling for so long and it's like, just, I just need to do it. Like, and being just like completely silent, calm, watching my thoughts go by, even if they're crazy and all thinking about the to-do list that I need to do as soon as that gong goes off, but I still am taking that time to be super calm. So I love that guided hypnosis is something that might be actually a little bit more easier for alphas who are so task focused because it's giving you a task. Like I need to reduce my stress. So I listen to this, this hypnotherapy. Like, uh, I think it's, it's whatever works for us. Right. And, um, uh, but it's, it's amazing that we have so many different options that we can kind of test and see what sticks and what are habits that we can adapt. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was so proud. And, um, I had to like go into my home office, close the door so that my dogs don't run around like crazy around me, um, and sit on the floor. So I don't even look at anything. (laughs) I just like stare at the wall. 
I love that. That's a really good point and something that, you know, in all honesty, I, I hope to strive for one day myself um, because I, I also have a difficult time trying to sit down, relax and, and be in the moment. Um, you know, my mind is always in, you know, the middle of next week already versus, you know, the things that um, that are going on around me. So, I mean, that's that's a really big deal. So I give you I give you a lot of kudos for for making that work for even even for five minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now it's amazing to hear people that do like 20 to 30 minutes because I have my mornings so time blocked because I work full time. So it's like I've only got, you know, an hour to an hour and a half most mornings that I'm either like taking care of myself from just a healthy habit standpoint, making sure the dogs are being let out and fed, um, to working on the podcast or blogging or whatnot. So like taking a 30 minute block out of that hour and a half, I'm just like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do it. Like that's not task focused. Um, but I've, you know, everybody and their mother is now on the, the meditation, um, bandwagon and, you know, people have been doing it for years and it's been seen as such like a woo woo thing. Um, but it's becoming one of those, those trends that is, I know it's going to explode because it works because it takes care of people. So it's just like why we have such like an aversion to things that we know are going to be good for us if we have to like give something up. So it's going back to like the days when if we ever ate unhealthy um, or we're consuming things that weren't good for us, we had to like replace that with something else because we were so used to like putting that can of pop in our hands in the afternoon for that like quick caffeine rush to like putting like a can of, you know, or glass of like matcha tea or green tea in our hand. Like it's just that replacement. So, um, it's, it's interesting when you're trying to adopt a new habit that isn't a replacement. It's like, where do I fit it? Right. Yeah. But isn't it always so it gives you the, the feeling of being, um, you know, almost euphoria, I guess, when you're able to just mark things off of your task list. That just gives me such a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because I, um, I talk to, I um, see a psychotherapist and I talk to her all the time. She's like, you're obsessed with lists. I'm like, oh, I know, like, I, I, I'm sure there's something unhealthy in there, but it's how I function. Um, but it's true, like putting meditation on the checklist, like the daily checklist, it's like, check, done. <laughs> like, done. So accomplished. <laughs> I'm like, whatever works for me, right? <laughs> it's so satisfying. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so true. I like crossed, um, I'm a big believer in only doing three things on my um putting three things on my to-do list. I have a massive brain dump that I like hide from myself. I do it at the beginning of the week and I only put three things a day on my to-do list in my planner. And once those three things get checked off, I can go back to the brain dump um, and accomplish other things. But just getting those three things done a day has like reduced my stress because now I'm not worrying about having to accomplish 20 things a day. Um, so yeah, but it's because I'm obs I'm obsessed with lists. I'm obsessed with achievement and accomplishment. So um, this is this is my way of um, slowly dealing with it in a in a healthy way. <laughs> well, absolutely, and it's kind of like taking you know. My mom always told me, you know, how do you how do you eat an elephant? Um, obviously, nobody would ever eat an elephant, but how would you do it if you were? You know, it's one bite at a time. And you know, I also do the brain dump, um, but I look at that huge list because I love making lists too. 
too. Um, but I look at that list and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so long. <laughs> How do I accomplish all of this in the next eight hours? <laughs> right. So that's a fantastic way of really piecing it up and feeling less stressed, but being able to still accomplish what it is that you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So next question. We always ask the alpha females on the show, what are some pain points that they're trying to problem solve for? So whether it's, you know, how we're perceived or personality or taking on way too many things, what's something you are problem solving for in your life right now? Um, I would have to say that there's probably a couple of things, actually one that I had just mentioned in terms of the brain dump because I'm usually in a million different places trying to do a million different things and I've got so many ideas and I write them all down and I'm like, wow, look at this list. I feel so, you know, organized and this list is fantastic. But then I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, how do I get it done? <laughs> it's it's the day-to-day breakdown of making sure that I'm adequately uh, managing my time in order to get it all done without stressing out. Um, so that's certainly one thing that is always something that's kind of top of mind for me in terms of learning how to get better at that. Um, and then at the same time, I have a very outgoing personality <laughs> and some people, um, uh, perceive it in a way where it's, it seems like it's, I've had somebody tell me before that, oh, it's the Kelly show. And I'm like, well, not necessarily. You know, I've always been a very outgoing person. So it's always trying to make sure that I'm not perceived in a way where um, it sounds as if I'm gloating, I guess. Um, But but seeking attention too much. Right. But doing it way where, you know, I I love being outgoing and I love... um, helping other people in a way where, you know, you do have that outgoing personality to be able to bring people out of their shell and do things that they never would have normally have done. So, you know, I have never been afraid of talking to people I don't know or walking up to somebody that I've never met before, um, you know, but also being very outgoing. And sometimes that can be um, very abrasive, I guess, to, to some people who aren't used to a personality so outgoing. So that's something that I kind of have to rein in from time to time. So something that I always kind of have to work on and be conscious about as well. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's, um, it's from like a mirror standpoint. Like a lot of times we trigger people who wish they had that quality within themselves. So if you're super outgoing and someone, you know, makes a comment, it's probably because they wish that they were just as outgoing. Um, and then on the flip side, um, for like an introvert who doesn't get energy from other people, I can understand, like I, I have a really hard time. Um, I'm a super introvert. So, uh, I have to like flip a switch, um, when I'm around people that get energy from others, um, and respect that space. But I can understand like the flip side, introverts have a really hard time with like super bubbly personalities. Cause they're like, whoa, 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 where is this coming from? <laughs> right. Stop being so positive. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome that you have the ability to be super self-aware and like outer aware as well. Um, because it's true. Sometimes we kind of have to have to tone down, uh, maybe an outgoing side of us if, um, if we may, 
um, be abrasive to somebody else, but also not dimming ourselves. And that's a really hard, like, that's a balance, like, there, I, or there's harmony in there as well. Like, there, there's some, some harmony that needs to be figured out there because, uh, you know, you can't please everyone. And if you are not your authentic self, then you're not going to shine. So, um, yeah, but then, you know, if you're always your authentic self and like too much for people, then how are you going to get your message across? So it's like, where's that happy medium? Right. And that's actually, you know, when I was thinking about originally the definition of an alpha female, um, you know, I really do think that being able to um, have that, I call myself almost a chameleon from time to time, because you have to really be able to attract all kinds of people, especially being in the fitness world and being a business owner, you're going to have those super introverted people who walk through your doors and they're like, I really don't want to be here, uh, but I know that I need to be here, but what do I need to do, you know, to, to get my body to where I need it to be or where I want it to be. But also you need to give those people the more high energy people, they need to feed off you and your energy to keep them going. So calling myself a chameleon and really having that ability to, um, go back and forth and switch back and forth, I think is something that's really important to be able to have. And honestly, something that I struggled with as um, a later teenager and early in my 20s, because I never really understood who I was because I was different around different people. Um, And having that ability really, you know, I've embraced since then. Um, But yeah, it's, it's interesting to have, but now it's, I, I really love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, definitely something that alpha females are always striving for is we, you know, we don't want to ever be complacent. So when we find a pain point, we problem solve and we're like, okay, how can, um, I do better at this? How can I, um, do this maybe a little bit differently so I can impact more people or serve others. So that's awesome that you have that awareness. Okay, so last question of the show. It's my absolute favorite because it gives us such a glimpse into what this means to others. So what is your personal definition of happiness? Ooh, um, I would have to say that my personal definition of happiness is is multifold. Um, is giving back and making an impact on the community first and foremost. Um, there is absolutely no better feeling than being able to give back and impact somebody um, in a way where it changes their life. Um, but also, you know, for myself personally, you know, you have to be able to have that harmony, as you put it, and being able to focus on yourself and being able to take those rests when you need it. Because, um, you know, the more you give to other people, the more you wear yourself down at the same time. So um, being able to spend time with family, being able to, you know, get away for the weekend and be able to unwind um, is really something that, uh, that I like to focus on as well. And having those good relationships, um, I think is, is another good aspect of being happy as well. Um, because again, you know, I, I think that you can go through life, um, you know, being happy, but are you ever truly happy if you're by yourself, um, fostering those good relationships and, and building those good relationships with people of all walks of life is something that makes me really, really happy as well. So relationships, um, the harmony of, of work-life balance and the, the ability to give back and impact your culture Mm. is huge. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.